Hey guys, welcome back into the Blake Pace Podcast. I am your host, Blake Pace. It's uh, It's been a little while. I know we uh, we haven't had an episode in quite some time, probably, you know, over a month. Uh, probably haven't, you know, put out an episode since the middle of July, so, you know, I apologize. I got hit with a bunch of things. A bunch of family vacations, uh, celebrated my 21st birthday, so uh, Bush Beer, if you're looking for a, you know, a great sponsorship uh, deal. Hit me up. I would love to uh, have Bush be the sponsor of the Blake Pace podcast. Um, yeah, and then I got back into school, got into the swing of things, did a lot of coverage for the football team for our preseason. Uh, so safe to say it's it's been a busy month, but we're here, we're back, and just in time for the NFL season. Uh, we've got a big episode today. We're going to do my, uh, my NFL breakdown. You know, I'm going to go through the AFC division by division, um, ranking the teams with their record and kind of just how I see their season playing out. I know previously I was going to take it, you know, episode by episode, go over a specific division, stuff like that. But because of all the unforeseen circumstances that we had, um, we're just going to give it all in one episode. It might be a little bit on the longer side of our episodes, but I'm going to keep things brief kind of talk about the main points of why I see this team projecting out this way, how they, you know, what their schedule looks like. I'm going to talk about all of that, kind of what went into my decision making when ranking these teams, because I had a very specific guideline that I followed when, um, you know, kind of seeing how a team was going to play this year. Um, You know, there's been a ton of news and that stuff, um, you know, I'm going to save for our next episode. We'll probably do that on Monday, just all the news and stuff that's been going around in the NFL. Um, Guys getting paid, whatever, cut, hard knocks update. There's been a ton this preseason. Um, I'll give you some preseason evaluation. But this episode specifically is for just previewing the upcoming year. It's my, it's my record pick show. I'm going to pick, you know, division winners. I'm going to, you know, just get everything out there for you. And then maybe next episode we'll do kind of a, a continuation off of my record, kind of how I see the postseason playing out, postseason awards that we'll see, um, you know, end of season awards, and then my Super Bowl pick as well. So that'll be in the next episode. This one's just going to be, you know, team record by the end of the regular season, playoff picture, and stuff like that. So um, while I'm getting ready to start that up, kind of going to give you guys kind of the guideline that I followed, because like I said, it was very specific how I chose, how I thought certain teams were going to play out. And it, it 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 was just a specific, you know, I had, let's see, seven-ish guidelines that I followed when determining a team's success and how their season is going to break down. The first one, coaching. Um, you know, coaching is so big in this league. And, you know, it, it last year, we see, you see it with Bill Belichick. Um, you see it, you know, how Pete Carroll's been able to keep Seattle alive these past few years. Um, coaching is so important. And maybe it's not a stellar head coach. Maybe it's really great coordinators that kind of complement a coach that, you know, doesn't really do much schematically but has a great staff, knows how to manage a staff. So coaching is a big one. Next one I look at, look at is star players. You know, star players matter. You know, the you know people want to say that the Eagles last year, you know, did it really without a star, but I'd argue they got to that point because of their MVP quarterback in Carson Wentz. They also had the best D-tackle in football in Fletcher Cox. 
having star players really matters. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, stars all over the lineup, especially on the defense. Leonard Fournette, the Patriots have Tom Brady, a star, and that's why you see every year when Aaron Rodgers plays a full season, they're a Super Bowl contender. You know, you have to account for that. So star players is a big part of where these predictions go. I think you need star players in today's age. While it's not the most essential thing, you you see it among all the top teams. The next thing, and this may be the most important, um, depth in the offensive line and defensive front. Um, if you look at all four teams essentially in the in the you know AFC and NFC championship game, they had great offensive lines and depth on defense, um, and that's so important through a long and tedious regular season and then a playoff run as well. You need to be able to keep your guys up front fresh so you can consistently stop the run, get to the quarterback. I you know it, it's so important to the game. And you saw it with Jacksonville, great D-line, great depth, decent offensive line. Minnesota, great uh, starting lineups in the O-line and D-line. That's kind of where they fell short, actually, is because they didn't have that depth up front last year. And that you saw their guys were gassed by the end of the season. Philadelphia, one of the best offensive lines, had great depth on the defensive line, added depth as well this year. And then New England just does a great job of rotating in guys. It's not necessarily the most talented guys, but they're healthy and ready to, you know, go play by play, play after play in the, you know, 19th game of the season. So that also is extremely important when um, determining a team's success. Net turnover was, or were they, you know, plus 10 in the turnover category, were they minus 10? Um, turnovers are one thing that isn't guaranteed on a year-to-year -year basis. Um, Unless you're an elite defense and you have a quarterback that takes care of the ball really well, you know, sometimes teams will get elevated to the playoffs and they were plus 18 in the turnover ratio. You can't replicate that year in and year out. There are so many different things that go into, you know, being careful with the ball or forcing turnovers. If your star corner goes down, what does that mean in the turnover ratio? Are you getting as many interceptions? If you switch a quarterback and you now have a more aggressive quarterback than a guy who's kind of a Charlie checkdown, are you going to have more interceptions? Do you have a quarterback that, that tends to fumble the ball a lot? These things can't be guaranteed year in and year out. So if you have a team that was, you know, doesn't have much talent but was in the playoffs last year and was plus 15 in the turnover ratio, I'm not high on them for the next season because I don't think that can be replicated year in and year out. Um, another thing, average quarterback play. Uh, do you have a league average quarterback? Um, of course, star quarterback, I'm not going to hate you guy, hate you if you have a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but I at least, I at least need you to have an above not above average, an average quarterback uh, under center for your season. Another thing I really care about is your run game. Um, you know, time of possession late in the season is extremely crucial to how long you can hold on to the ball. Can you wear out the other defense with your running game? So I need to see either a, a great feature back or a good tandem of running backs um, that can contribute to your team holding on to the ball longer, wearing out the defense, because if you're pounding the ball, you know, 30 times a game and you're getting those D tackles gassed by the middle of the third quarter. That says a lot about where your team can go. And then the last thing, which really, you know, some teams can't control, you know, teams can't control is their schedule. You know, what does the schedule look like? Do you have, you know, your first five weeks against some of the toughest opponents in the league? If you start your season 0-5, it's really tough to, you know, turn it around, even if you're one of the better rosters. Momentum is so important in the NFL. So you got to look at where the difficult part of your schedule is and how to kind of fight that or if it's going to tear your season apart. So that list of, of seven things right there is what really, to me, is going to make or break your season um, and kind of determine how far you're going to go. You know, just coaching, star players, depth in the O-line and the defensive front. Uh, you know, were you winning last season just because of turnovers? That's not a guarantee.
Do you have average quarterback play? Do you have either a star feature running back or a good committee, a good tandem? And then how manageable is your schedule? How can you kind of deal with the fact that you're going to have a tough four-week stretch and maybe weeks 13 through 17, it's a really easy schedule? Can you fight for the postseason at that point? So that's kind of what I took uh, into account when going through these teams. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll just we'll get started. So we're going to start off in the AFC, and to no surprise, the New England Patriots will finish atop the the division again for the umpteenth year in a row. Um, you know, looking at what I took into account, best coaching in the league. You know, they have the best head coach in the league. They also have the best one of the best offensive coordinators in the game in Josh McDaniels. Star players. They've got possibly you know a, a top five quarterback, top three quarterback. You know, the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. They also have the most talented tight end. Not a lot of stars this year. This team actually, you know, for New England is kind of at a low level of talent that we've seen in quite some time. Um, then you got to look at the depth in the O-line and the defensive front. The O-line is better than you assume. Trent Brown wasn't working in San Francisco, but he's a perfect fit for New England at left tackle. He's a big guy. He's going to take care of Tom Brady's blind side. I also think uh, Shaq Mason and David Andrew, David Andrews are underrated. Um, right tackle in their other guard position is shaky but definitely not as bad as as many think that line is um depth on the d-line is scary though uh and the defensive front in total donta hightower has looked like he's lost a step since his injury um it'll be interesting to see this is a very important year for him um the depth on the d-line definitely I, I, is something i didn't like it's why i thought they kind of ran out of gas in the super bowl why they weren't able to um you know stop what should have been you know a fairly easy um offense um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, for New England, their coaching, their talent is kind of what overrules their talent on the field. Um, do they have average quarterback play? Yeah, they do. Uh, I like the running back committee. I think, you know, just mixing in all the guys, Rex Burkhead, um, you know, you've got, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, James White again, Sony Michelle when he's back. You know, it's a, it's a good committee. The running game always seems to do fine late into the season. Um, and then their schedule. You know, their only true losses that I, I, I think um, I could see is Minnesota when they play, but also they're, they're known for starting off the season slow. In their first few weeks, they've got Houston and Jacksonville, um, two teams that will be hungry, ready to play them again. Um, but, you know, they play their toughest opponents at home. The schedule really isn't something that scares me. I have them finishing at 12-4. and four. And next up, finishing second in the AFC East, and this was a team that going into this offseason I was not high on. Um, earlier I had <clears throat> projected them as one of the worst uh, teams in the league, actually. But then, you know, seeing, you know, the different, um, you know, progressions this preseason, taking a look down at what I consider to be a good team. Uh, I have the Miami Dolphins finishing second in the AFC East behind the Patriots. Um, I like their coaching. I like Adam Gase. I'd say it's above average coaching. Um, not that many stars on the team. I do love Kenyon Drake. I think he's set for a big year um, in the running game. Uh, the O-line is not that great. I'm not that high on the offensive line. I don't think it really can sustain, um, even if it doesn't sustain you know, perfect health, I don't think it's that talented. Um, the D-line, I would say, is you know, average to above average. They did lose on Adama Kung Su, but they still have Cameron Wake, a, a good D-line. Um, and I think that the coaching also, they can really manage the minutes um, and keep everyone healthy. Um, <clears throat> Tannehill is an average quarterback. You know, he's coming off um, an injury, so it remains to be seen what we'll get out of him this year. But, you know, in his first year with Adam Gase, I kind of liked what I saw, and I think that he can improve on that, hopefully, as long as he's healthy. 
Um, but, you know, average average quarterback play. I think it's a good running back committee. Um, I think they have a potential bell cow in Kenyon Drake. Of course, can he stay healthy? He's a bit of a smaller size guy, but you also have Frank Gore in there to compliment him. I think at worst, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a solid combination. Um, the schedule is brutal at the end. Um, they've got to play New England, Minnesota, and Jacksonville in weeks 14 through 16. If they look like a team by week 12 that can make a run for the wild card, it will end there. Um, but I have the Miami Dolphins finishing 6-10 and 10 on the season, uh, second in the AFC East. Now moving on to my third place finisher in the AFC East, uh, the Buffalo Bills. You know, I, I look at them, I, I like their coaching staff. Um, I think that they had a great first year in Buffalo. So I'd say it's, you know, average or above average. I like the coaching. Uh, no real stars on the team. Of course, I was a big Josh Allen fan. He's my number one rated rookie quarterback in this year's class. Um, but I'm not ready to call him a star. I think he'll have a solid rookie year. Um, but there's not that much talent around him. So it's going to be work. It's going to have to work with. Um, <clears throat> depth on the on the lines, offensively and defensively, is bad. Um, they lost, you know, a good chunk of their offensive line this past offseason. Of course, traded away their their left tackle. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a tough year for them up front, and that's extremely important when trying to you know make a run back to the postseason. Um, you know, they were also plus nine in the turnover margin last year, um, and that sign you know that thing that number is going to come down. You know, Allen throws. A lot of inter- will throw a lot of interceptions in his rookie year. That's just the kind of quarterback he is. He doesn't really um, worry about gambling too much with the ball. He, if he wants to hit the home run, he will. But it'll also, you know, result in a lot of uh, pop outs. So you know, it's going to be um, a lot lower in the turnover margin, probably in the negatives. So um, you know, I'm a little worried about that as well. Allen looked good to start the preseason. Um, but it's to be determined if he's, you know, uh, an above average quarterback or what we're going to see for him. I project good things. We just haven't seen it. And especially this year, there's no real weapons for him to work with. And, you know, the running back situation is kind of scary. Um, I don't know what's going on with LaShawn McCoy. Um, even if he is back for the full season, he's getting old. I know they brought in Chris Ivory as well. Um, kind of work as that complimentary back. If they're both back there, um, I'm not as worried about it, but it's not as great as I would like it to be. Um, and then their schedule, their, their beginning of the year is absolutely brutal. They have to play the Ravens, the Chargers, the Vikings, Green Bay, Tennessee, and Houston to start off the year. And then in week eight, they play New England. Even if they split the season series with Miami and the Jets, it's not going to be pretty. I have the Buffalo Bills finishing 5-11, third in the AFC East. Coming in last in the AFC East, of course, I've got the New York Jets. Um, you know, the first thing I look at, coaching. To be determined, I'm not the biggest fan of their coaching staff, Todd Bowles. He's had an up-and-down start to his Jets career. Um, you know, I thought they were a lot better than their record showed last year, but I think this is really a true big season um, for their current coaching staff moving forward. I think that they have stars all over the defense. Um, you look at safety. I love uh, Jamal Adams. Marcus May is also a nice compliment. Uh, Tremaine Johnson. They've got you know a guy up front as well on the D line. I'm a Darren Lee fan. He took a big step last year. Um, you know potentially a star in Sam Darnold. I'll admit he has had you know great moments in the preseason. He's also had some pretty bad moments. I've never been the biggest fan of Darnold. If you've listened to this show, I had him as oh god, I believe the fourth or fifth rated quarterback coming out of this draft um, of the top five guys. I wasn't that high on him, and, you know, he really hasn't necessarily proven me wrong. Um, I think he can be a serviceable starter, but if he's a star, you know, I don't think so. Uh, The offensive line is bad. (laughs) It's one of the worst groups 
in the league, and that's not going to help Sam Darnold in his first year. And then the D-line depth isn't that great either. They lost a lot of guys over the last few years, moving on from, you know, certain guys here and there. Um, and, you know, Henry Anderson, I'm not a Henry Anderson fan. You know, he played in Indianapolis, got to watch him there for a little. If he's slated as your starting, you know, on your starting defensive line, that probably doesn't mean good things. So, I'm, I, you know, I've got concerns there. Um, the turnover margin last year for them was at negative four. It's not bad. Um, I expect a few more turnovers from Donald, though, so it, it has potential to get even worse. Um, the defense is definitely capable of, of more turnovers. They had 11 interceptions last year, nine fumble recoveries uh, last year. Um, you know, if it stays around negative four, I don't see it really getting any higher into the positives. I think Darnold's going to actually have a lot of turnovers this year, a combination of fumbles and interceptions. Uh, the running back committee is below average, but it's not terrible. Um, I don't expect them to do much between the tackles just because some of their running backs are, you know, smaller frames and the offensive line just isn't that good. Um, and then the schedule, it gets really tough at the end of the year. They have to play the Patriots twice. Green Bay, Houston, and Tennessee between weeks 12 and 17. I don't think they walk out of that stretch with a single win. They also have to play in Jacksonville and against Minnesota on the year. I have the Jets finishing 5-11, and 11, technically tying for third in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills, but last in the division. We'll now move on to the AFC North, and there's you know, a lot of interesting teams in here. Up top, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, above average coaching, to say the least. I like Mike Tomlin. I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. Um, you know, stars, they have a star quarterback, they have a star running back, and they potentially have two star wide receivers. I know they at least have one in Antonio Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster also looks like he's going to become one. Uh, they have one of the better offensive lines in football. Um, defensive line is at, you know, minimum league average, and I think T.J. Watt could really have a nice second year in the NFL. I also think that, you know, this past offseason they did a good job adding depth at the offensive line. Uh, last year their turnover margin was plus two. Um, which, you know, shows me that they didn't win simply because of turnovers, um, which is why I'm not really worried about them repeating their success or being better than they were last year in 2018. Do they have an average quarterback? They have an above average quarterback, so I'm not worried about that. Um, running back also, they have a solid running back. Of course, we have to wait and see once he's back playing with the team. Hopefully he comes back, um, you know, in a few days before the season starts, but even, you know, if he's not 100% day one, I like their backup, James Conner. Um, not really worried about the running back position with Bell and James Conner. The schedule, um, even if they split their toughest games of the year, which is at home versus Atlanta, at Jacksonville, um, you know, home against New England, at New Orleans, home against Carolina, and home against the Chargers, I think that they'll finish with the best record in the NFL. I've got the Steelers finishing 13-3 and on the season, first in the AFC North and first in the AFC. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens finishing second in the AFC North. I like their coaching staff. John Harbaugh, I'm a big fan, uh, so it's above average coaching. Uh, this team is finally healthy, um, which is, I think, the biggest reason that they weren't that successful last year. They really were hit with the injury bug, um, probably one of the more injured teams in the NFL. I think they've got stars in the secondary. Uh, Terrell Suggs is still a baller on the field, um, and they also added a lot of nice offensive weapons, too. Um, this is going to be one of the more improved teams from last year. Health and an upgrade at wide receiver, um, depth at running back, tight end in the draft. I think the, the Ravens will be one of the surprises this year, especially as we get into the postseason. Um, last year, their turnover margin was plus 17, um, which is kind of concerning because that's a great number. Um, and they still went 9-7. and seven. You know, I, I just got to take that, you know, their record, chalk it up to health, um, lack of talent at the receiver position. But it's kind of surprising that they 
had a winning season, went plus 17 in the turnover margin, um, which is kind of why I'm not, uh, you know, they had they went 9-7, and seven, plus 17. <clears throat> Though that doesn't really correlate. If you're plus 17, you should be in the 11-5, and 12-4 range, which is why I'm not worried that it'll affect this team if that number is lower. Um, this roster has improved enough where I'm not entirely worried about that. I think the O-line is very good, some quality guards. The D-line depth may be a concern, but I'm putting my trust in the coaching staff knowing how to manage minutes to endure a long season. Um, Flacco plays best when his job slash you know contract is on the line lamar jackson drafted in the first round uh he's going to be coming for his job so we're going to see a very good year out of joe flacco i think alex collins will have a big year um and the backups are also solid it's a good running offense i think that's improved um and, and then the schedule yes playing pittsburgh twice in a year is definitely rough and they also have to play the nfc south um, which is going to be a real test they do get new orleans at home but have to travel to atlanta and carolina um the way that the start of their season is you know plays out i think they could start the year six and one before they hit that tough stretch in the middle i have the ravens finishing 10 and 6 on the season um, which is second in the afc north up next finishing third in the afc north and this was a team that you know coming into this preseason i thought was going to be at the bottom of the league but they've showed me what i've needed to see to kind of elevate them add a couple wins uh, the cincinnati bengals i've got finishing third in the afc north to me it's it's average to below average coaching. I'm not the biggest fan of their staff. Um, will they be back next year? I'm not sure. It kind of plays on a year-to-year -year basis. I do think that they have young stars all around them. A big Joe Mixon guy, of course, A.J. Green, John Ross is set to come back this year, Carl Lawson on defense. This team, while I'm not sure if the coaching staff will be around, this team has a bright future moving forward. Um, on the offensive line, they finally have a left tackle in Cordy Glenn, uh, replacing Whitworth a few years later. Um, I like their rookie, uh, Price, in the middle of that offense. The right side of the O-line is a little bit scary. Um, right guard, right tackle, need to work that out. The D-line is very solid and has good depth, too. A couple of those guys just got paid this week. Uh, last year, they were negative 9 in the turnover margin. 12 interceptions, 11 fumbles last year. Um, you know, they weren't good in the turnover margin, so I'm not kind of taking that into effect when determining their, their season next year because the turnover ratio really to me is just to determine will you repeat success and they weren't successful last year um, I'm not an Andy Dalton fan I hope that by the end of the season they're in a new position to find a quarterback um, to complement all of these young stars and really move forward in a few years with a really good team um, Joe Mixon I think he's going to be a beast this year um, and Gio Bernard is, gonna, is a quality running back too uh, this is a good running offense um, I think they just got to work on scheme it really this team is going to be held back because of its coaching and then the schedule to start is tough. They've got Baltimore, Carolina, Atlanta, and Pitt in the first six weeks. Um, you know, the NFC South is going to be tough for them this year, and their team is probably going to end up better than what their record will show. All three conference opponents did get better this year um, than they were last year. And, you know, Cincinnati kind of stayed the same to me. Um, you know, maybe a coaching staff change next year will elevate things, maybe a new quarterback, a fresh start for this team. I've got the Bengals finishing this year at 6-10, third in the AFC North. And last but not least, and they're, you know, used to being at the bottom of the AFC uh, North, it's the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, the offseason speculation of where this team can go, everyone's excited for the Browns this year. I, it, it stops for me right at the coaching. This is, it's the worst coaching in the league. Um, I can't stand to watch Hugh Jackson on hard knocks. He'll be gone at the end of the year, possibly even in the middle of it when they realize how bad they are given the talent they have on the roster. Like, like I said, they've got stars all around. 
Uh, did you see Miles Garrett <laughs> shirtless in Hard Knocks this week? This week he looks like a monster. Um, his body is insane. Uh, you know, they. I like the offensive weapons they have. I like the receivers. Josh Gordon is back. Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway. Um, they're gonna have some. They're gonna have to cut, overcome some poor coaching um, game plan and stuff like that if they want to get wins this year. The offensive line is scary. I don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. I don't like what it means for their running game either. Um, but the D-line is filthy. You know, uh, Miles Garrett and those boys are really going to have a uh, a monster season. So I'm excited for that. Uh, their turnover <laughs> margin was negative 28. I hope it's better this year. Uh, I don't know <clears throat> if they have... Uh, much more than their seven interceptions last year. I'm not the highest on Denzel Ward, but if he's the real deal, it, it, it could be better, could be higher than seven interceptions. Tyrod or Baker will be more careful with the ball than any of the quarterbacks last year. I hope to God for Cleveland that their turnover ratio, or their turnover margin is not negative 28 again. Um, you know, the running back committee, I'm not a big fan of. I think it's below average. I don't like Nick Chubb. I didn't like him out of the draft, but may, like, maybe Carlos Hyde has something left in the tank. Um, Duke Johnson's going to have a really cool role on the offense this year. You're going to see him at wide receiver at running back a lot, doing a lot of different things. Um, then their schedule, you know, the first two weeks are just disgusting for them. They got to play Pitt and New Orleans to start the year. Um, you know, they should lose to all of the NFC South, maybe even Tampa. Um, you know, Tampa is not really the greatest team, but they'll have Jameis back and Jameis has looked good this preseason. Um, you know, this is one of the better teams that Cleveland has had in quite some time. But, you know, it won't contribute to the record because of poor coaching. I've got the Browns going 4-12 and on the year, last in the AFC North. Moving on to the AFC South. Um, and first place, I'm just going to start right off. I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love this coaching staff. Um, Doug Marone did a great job in, you know, in the beginning years of his uh, career here. And then Coughlin overseeing the entire thing I think is great. It's, you know, it, it's got a real... Um, hard-hitting feel at this coaching staff maybe they have stars at every position on the defense they i know they at least have two defensive mvp candidates this year in uh <clears throat> in excuse me yannick and gawkway and uh oh god what's his name miles jack those two could easily be defensive player of the year um you know so stars there's it's not hard to find them um i also love leonard Fournette in the running game as well um looking at the lines Best defensive line in football, and they added Taven Bryan in the draft, a huge guy out of Florida. No one will be able to move them. Um, the O-line isn't perfect. The right side's a little shaky. I think Cam Robinson can have a good second year, and Andrew Nor Norwell was the best offensive lineman available in the last free agency period, so it's definitely a, an improvement from last year's team. The turnover margin, they were plus 10. Um, <clears throat> yes, they were still in double digits despite uh, 13 interceptions and t 10 fumble recoveries. Um, this defense is filthy. You know, this is one of the teams where I think turnover margin makes sense because they're just so good defensively. Um, they're going to get a lot of turnover, so I expect them to stay in the positive. Um, <clears throat> and I think the number can actually be a little bit higher because I think you're going to get a more careful year from Blake Bortles, and I think his turnover his turnovers will be down. Um, but he's still the worst starting quarterback in this league to me. I'm waiting for a trade. It's out there somewhere. Um, if I had to throw a bold prediction to you guys, it's that Bortles won't be starting for them in the playoffs. I hope they get to midseason and they're like, damn, we really need someone out here. We trade for one of these quality backups that are available um, because I really think that this this is a Super Bowl team if they have a starting caliber quarterback. 
Um, I like Fournette losing. Chris Ivory was a big loss. Um, you know, RB2 is shaky, TJ Yeldon and whatnot. Um, but still, Fournette is a good bell cow with an improved offensive line. Hopefully, he can stay healthier throughout a full season. Um, the schedule isn't that terrible. You know, playing the NFC East is definitely not uh, easy this year. But I think that at worst, they go 2-2 two and two against the, uh, the AFC East. Uh, Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson are back but they've never really had to play this Jacksonville team while they were so good. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare. Um, the AFC South will be a tough battle, um, which is why I think, you know, first place in this division is likely to get the four seed in the postseason. I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing atop the AFC South at 10 and six. Moving on to second place in the AFC South, and I know this is the team everyone is going to give me shit for from this episode. I've got the Indianapolis Colts finishing second in the AFC South. I think that this is an above-average coaching staff. From watching closely, I like Frank Reich. It is their first year, but I think, you know, just taking from what they were last year in that Chuck Pagano staff, didn't really have an offensive-minded guy in there that was really doing a good job to benefit the offense. I think it's a big improvement from last year. Um, Stars, Andrew Luck, is that enough for you? Um, it was enough for them his first three years when they went 11-5 and five and he played a full season. And now that he has an offensive-minded uh, head coach and coaching staff, I think you know, you'll know you see even an improvement in his game. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is a stud wide receiver. Quentin Nelson has potential Hall of Fame talent. And uh, you know on defense, it is bad, but Malik Hooker looks great off his injury. Um, and he had a really promising start to his career last year, too. Um, the turnover margin, they were plus five. You know, I, I was a little bit surprised when seeing that they were so, they, that they were in the positives in the turnover margin last year. And I, you know, I, I don't expect just nine interceptions. Andrew Luck is a home run hitter. He'll, you know, have some turnovers. Um, so maybe they're closer to maybe plus one or in the negative. But, um, you know, I there, there's not that many difference makers on the defense that really tell me that they'll be able to force turnovers. Um, you know, looking at the lines, I think the offensive line, the left side of it at least, is set. I think Lux blindsided is much improved with Costanzo, Quentin Nelson, and even at center with Ryan Kelly. The right side is still working out the kinks, but overall it's a huge improvement. Um, D-line, you know, doesn't have great depth, doesn't have great players either. This this front seven, if you want to call it, or even the defense in total, is not that good. Um, I like Jabal Sheard up front, but it's definitely the biggest weakness of this team. Um, you know, do they have above average quarterback play? I think Luck is going to be comeback player of the year. I think what I've seen from him, he has the tools, he has the offensive playbook now where I believe he's going to have a monster year. Um, and that's why I have them finishing second in the AFC South. Uh, the running backs aren't as bad as it looks. Um, Marlon Mack is assumed to take over the starting role. And even if he struggles to stay healthy, uh, Naeem Hines is kind of one of my guys, one of my sleeper picks to have a breakout year at the running back position. Um, kind of a 2.0 of what we saw from Alvin Kamara last year. Probably not to the same extent, but Hines is, is going to have a monster year out of the backfield. Um, you know, the schedule has two really tough parts, weeks 3 through 5 and 13 through 15. And, you know, at best, I, I have them going two and four in that area. I think they can handle the rest of, you know, they can handle some of the AFC East with ease, you know, aside from New England. Um, they do get Cincinnati and Washington to start off the year as well. This is kind of my sleeper team for the AFC. Um, you know, I think they're going to go to the postseason because I haven't seen a full season of Andrew Luck where it went poorly. So, you know, I've got them, you know, sneaking back into the postseason as well. I've got the Indianapolis Colts finishing nine and seven, second in the AFC South. Finishing third in the AFC South, I've got the Houston Texans. Um, you know, 
above average coaching. I like Bill O'Brien. I don't I don't think he's a bad coach. He's kind of one of the coordinators that has done a decent job since leaving New England. Um, you know, stars, they've got stars throughout the team. Jadavion Clowney, J.J. Watt, they brought in the Honey Badger, DeAndre Hopkins, top receiver, Deshaun Watson coming back off that ACL injury. Um, I, you know, they've got stars all over this team. My biggest issue with them is they probably have the worst offensive line in football. <laughs> probably do. They, the, the best guy they have is Zach Fulton. I don't buy into them being able to provide a clean pocket or run game between the tackles. Um, so that's my biggest concern. Of course, the D-line, no worries, but, you know, if they do get banged up again like they have been before, I mean, we haven't seen a full season of J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney on the field for a full 16 games together. Um, if they can't stay healthy, then depth definitely becomes a concern. Um, last year, they were negative 12 in the turnover margin, had 17 uh, team interceptions, probably be down a, a little bit this year with the full season of Watson. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously from last year, it looks like Deshaun is set for, you know, an MVP kind of career. Um but what we did see was a, a seven-game stretch. So I'm, I'm easing into the idea that he's going to, you know, replicate the success. He's also coming off a huge injury, so I, I'm, I'm just not as as um, excited for the return as everyone else is. I kind of like to see things consistently before I really go out and put my money on it. Um, at running back, I, I think they've got a solid pair. I, I like Lamar Miller and Dante Foreman. Um, I just worry about the offensive line and their ability to kind of help in the run offense. Looking at their schedule, they have to play three of the Final Four teams from last year, three of the teams from the AFC and NFC Championship games, including Jacksonville twice. Um, they'll get their wins against the bottom of the AFC East, but uh, the NFC East isn't a cakewalk anymore. Um, and then, you, you know, you talk about how I'm concerned with their defensive line, they, or their offensive line. They have to face the defensive lines of the Giants, the Cowboys, Jacksonville twice, Denver, Philly, and Washington. I worry for Deshaun Watson this year coming off an ACL injury. He's going to be hit left and right. Um, and then, so my quick other note for the the Texans while we're here, and I know people, probably the most thing that they're going to take away from this is that I've got the Colts finishing above the Texans. Um, I know they're going to go a little bit crazy about me picking that, but I, I'm taking it purely from what I trust, and I trust what I know and what I've seen before. Three seasons, we've seen Andrew Luck take a bad Colts team, worse than they are now, to the playoffs. You know, I'm taking from what I know, not what we saw from a seven-game sample size. Yes, the Texans will be much improved this year with a fully healthy roster, um, but their O-line is concerning, and can they stay healthy? I haven't seen it yet. What I have seen is Andrew Luck take bad teams to the postseason. I've got the Houston Texans finishing 8-8 eight and eight on the season, third in the AFC South. Now on to fourth place in the uh, AFC South. I've got the Tennessee Titans. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because I, I look at them, and first things first, I think that this is a much better coach team than what we saw last year. Offensively, this team is going to look completely different. It's going to be very progressive, fitting into what NFL offenses should look like this year. Um, you know, looking at their stars, I love Derrick Henry. I think that he is going to be one of the top running backs in football. Meanwhile, I think Corey Davis looks like he could have a big second year, kind of came on late into this, his rookie season. Um, defensively, I like their secondary, Malcolm Butler, Butler and Kevin Bayard, um, you know, two guys that I really trust to be able to hold down um, opposing passing offenses. Uh, I, I'm not sold on Mariota yet. You know, I, he threw more interceptions and touchdowns last year. I'm hoping that a new offensive scheme will see an improvement on him. He kind of looks scared to run and, you know, isn't careful with the ball. There are too many turnovers from him. 
which is why I'm kind of a little hesitant for the Titans this year. The turnover ratio or the turnover margin was negative four. Um, so, you know, their success had nothing to do with, you know, holding onto the ball. The secondary is improved, but, you know, Mariota was not good at being careful with the football. And so, you know, will that number drastically change? I'm not sure. Um, running backs, I think Derrick Henry will have a breakout year and Deion Lewis will be utilized nicely in this offense. This will be one of the better running back tandems in the league, probably in that top five, six range. Um, you know, their schedule is pretty brutal. I think they could start out the year looking at even two and seven before they kind of save the rest of their wins for the second half of the year. In the first half, they have to play, in the first half of their season, they have to play Houston, Jacksonville, Philadelphia, Baltimore, the Chargers, Cowboys, and New England in the first 10 weeks. You know, losing early on in your season really impacts how the team moves forward. Momentum carries that through the rest of the season, which is why I think they lose some winnable games at the end of the end of the season and they finish 5 and 11 on the year last in the AFC South. You know, rounding up the last uh, division in the AFC, we're going to the AFC West. First place, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. I love their coaching staff. They had to fight through a lot of injuries and unfortunate circumstances last year and still managed to go 9-7. and seven. They've got stars all over the field. They've got one of the top pass rush duos in Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Keenan Allen is a top wide receiver in this league. Phillip Rivers is still a great quarterback, and I think Melvin Gordon is set for a much better year this year. Um, you know, looking at offense and defensive line, Depth of defensive tackle is a little concerning to me, but this is another situation where I, I'm putting my trust in the coaching staff to do a good job managing minutes and maintaining relative health. Offensive line to me is underrated. You know, people were people were very low on this offensive group. I think Russell Okung is solid at left tackle. Forrest Lamp can have a much better second year than his rookie year. And bringing in Mike Pouncey at center is going to be key for this team. You know, right tackle and left guard, I'm still, you know, cautious about, but in general, this is a much better offensive line than last year. Their turnover margin last year was also plus 12. Um, I'm not sure if they can keep that number up that high, but Rivers will keep the interceptions low, and their secondary is dangerous at forcing turnovers. So at the least, I expect them to stay in the positive with that. Um, you know, Rivers is a consistent guy with an above-average talent arm. He's got weapons all around him, and I think, you know, if you're looking at those weapons, Mike Williams is set to have a breakout year in the second year of his career. Um, looking at running back Melvin Gordon, I think he is going to have probably the best year of his career behind this offensive line, um, and we're going to see a much better running offense. They've also got that Eckler guy in, in the tandem. I, I like the combination they have in the running game. Um, you know, their schedule I don't think is tough. You know, all other three teams in the AFC West are kind of seeing some overturn, you know, a lot of change in personnel. So I think the Chargers have the advantage on them of kind of progressing with what they already have. They do have tough games, uh, you know, against the, the Steelers and the Rams and the 49ers, but they also get to play some pretty bad offensive lines. They get to play Kansas City twice, Oakland twice, Buffalo, Cleveland, Seattle. So I think this pass rush will kind of really feast. I've got the Chargers finishing 12-4 first atop the AFC West. Finishing second in the AFC West this year, I've got the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, first things first, I'm, I'm unsure of the coaching staff. Vance Joseph, um, you know, I think this is a very important year with a new quarterback, improved quarterback play, um, I think can really tell what this coaching staff is capable of, um, and I think it's a really important year for him and his staff. Um, I think that they've got defensive studs all over, you know, Von Miller. Um, they've, they've got a ton of guys on this defense capable of, of shutting down opposing offenses, and I think the wide receivers will have a, a, a much better year with Case Keenum, and I really like Cortland Sutton out of this draft as well. I think he could have an impressive rookie year. 
the turnover margin was negative 17. Definitely one of the worst in the league, but it won't be that bad this year. Quarterback play is going to be drastically improved, and there won't be a team 22 interceptions. Um, you know, it's still a below-average offensive line to me. I like Garrett Bowles before he got hurt, and hopefully he can come back healthy, but the right side of the line is scary. Can you tell me who Connor McGovern and Jared Veldier are? I don't think so. Uh, the defensive line is, is solid and deep. Shouldn't be an issue for them. I, I'm not worried about the defensive line at all. Uh, you know, talking about quarterback, Case Keenum is a is a much better improvement for what they had last year. Um, not an amazing guy, but can definitely operate an NFL offense better than what they've had previously. You know, <clears throat> everyone seems to rave about him in the running game. I was not a Royce Freeman fan out of the draft, and I'm still not. I think that he is a guy that could get banged up early on and kind of miss the rest of the season. This is a below average running back committee to me, um, and I and I think that, that even the offensive line doesn't help. Um, the schedule starts off really easily. This could be a team that we're at week seven and they're sitting at five and two and we're like, oh man, the Broncos are back. The end of the season is a much different story. They have to play the Chargers twice. They have to play Pittsburgh and the 49ers in the final seven weeks. I think that they could be in the playoff picture early, but kind of slip out towards the end. I've got the Denver Broncos finishing eight and eight, second in the AFC West. Narrowly behind the Broncos and third in the AFC West, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. I love Andy Reid, I, you know, one of the better coaches in this league, and I think he fits a lot better with Pat Mahomes this year than he did with Alex Smith previously. Um, you know, looking at stars on the team, it's really only on the offensive side of the ball. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, um, you know, they have Kareem Hunt at running back, Sammy Watkins they brought in. I think Pat Mahomes has star potential, but we might not see it on early in the year. Defensively, the star is really just Eric Berry to me. I, I don't like their, you know, their defense in general. Um, the inside of their O-line is scary. I like their tackles. Um, I even like the right side of the line with Mitchell Schwartz and Laurent. Oh, let me let me try this again. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. I don't know if I got that right, but uh, you know, center and left guard, not something I'm very, uh, you know, excited about. Eric Fisher didn't have that great of a, la a season last year, but he isn't a bad left tackle. Um, the defensive line is extremely thin. Justin Houston isn't the same guy he was five years ago. Um, you know, just looking at these first few things, this team is going to have a down year comparatively. Last year, they were also plus 15 in the turnover margin. Another reason why I think they'll have a big drop-off. Uh, this defense lost a ton of difference makers, and Mahomes will turn over the ball a lot. Uh, you know, he's not Alex Smith who's going to be careful with the football and, and keep his numbers. Like he, Pat Mahomes is going to go for the home run. Um, and he's he's going to throw a lot of interceptions, a lot of turnovers early in his career. I think he is a, a future All-Pro talent. If you've heard me, you know I'm a big fan of him. Um, I just I, I don't really think that it's going to start off that great. Uh, Kareem Hunt is a stud running back, and Spencer Ware is finally back. So they have a great RB2. Of course, this could be one of the better tandems in football at running back. Um, and, and then you look at their schedule, and this is it's going to be so bad for Pat Mahomes. And to start off his career, uh, they play the Chargers, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Broncos, Jacksonville, New England, and Denver again in the first eight weeks. At best, they walk out of there three and five, but it's most likely two and six. And if it's really bad, it's one and seven. Uh, then they get to play Cleveland. Arizona, Oakland twice, and Seattle in the second half, which I think, you know, can keep their wins, you know, up. So I don't think it'll be one of the worst records in the league. I've got the Chiefs finishing at 7-9, third in the AFC West. Rounding out the AFC and the AFC West as well, last place in the division, I've got the Oakland Raiders. 
Um, and it's not to say that I don't think John Gruden will do fine once he's back in the NFL, but just not this year. It's going to be an adjustment period for him, and I'm, I'm kind of just making it a clean slate for him. I'm, I'm just giving him a year where he needs to adjust, and I, I don't think it'll be a pretty, a pretty start. Um, you know, their biggest star is most likely to miss games. Khalil Mack isn't coming back until he's paid. So if that says anything about where this team's going, um, you know, the only other thing that I'd say is Gruden has never had a season in his coaching career without a thousand yard receiver. So I think Amari Cooper is set for probably the biggest year of his young career. I think they're going to feed him the ball a lot. Um, the inside of the line is fine, but the tackle situation is scary. I don't think they'll be able to keep opposing pass, uh, pass rushers off of cars back. Um, un unless they, you know, make a, you know, unless they, their tackles improve drastically before the beginning of the season. You know, <clears throat> Derek Carr had a great start to his career, been up and down, couple injuries here and there. Um, he's an above average quarterback and, you know, he'll probably be elevated in his, his talent, you know, in Gruden's offense, like we've seen with a few other quarterbacks. You know, I think this team has a chance to catch defenses off guard schematically. Um, the talent I'm just worried about. And, and you know, their turnover ratio was negative four, or their turnover ratio, their turnover margin was negative 14 last year um, with 14 interceptions and fumbles. It'll be better this year because I think the offense in general is going to be improved. But, you know, I really don't think that this defense has the ability to force, a, a you know, a, a sizable number of turnovers. At running back, I'm also not sold on Marshawn Lynch. You know, I think this could be one of his last runs in the NFL. It's a below-average group to me, and it, it might be fine between the tackles because of their strength at guard, but it's nothing exciting. Um, and, and, you know, their schedule is really back and forth. There's never really a, a dangerous stretch of games where I really worry about it. I just don't think that their defense has anyone outside of Khalil Mack, and if Khalil Mack is not on the field, you know, they're going to have to put up, you know, 30-some points to, you know, try and keep wins. Uh, they have to face the offenses of the L.A. Rams, the Chargers twice, the Chiefs twice, and the 49ers as well, some of the best play callers in the game. I've got the Raiders finishing 4-12 and last in the AFC West. So just recapping my final AFC standings, um, the number one seed, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing 13-3. and Right behind them, the number two seed, I've got the Patriots at 12-4, and winning the AFC West. And the third seed, I've got the LA Chargers at 12-4. and And then fourth place, winning the AFC South, I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at 10-6. and uh, the two wild card spots to me will go to Baltimore, uh, you know, with the number five seed going ten and six on the year, and then sixth, just narrowly getting in uh, the Indianapolis Colts finishing at nine and seven. Um, you know, outside of the playoffs, I've got seventh in the AFC, the Houston Texans at eight and eight, the Denver Broncos at eight and eight, uh, ninth place I've got the Kansas City Chiefs at seven and nine, uh, tied at tenth I've got the Dolphins and the Bengals both going six and ten. The Tennessee Titans going 5-11 along with the Bills and the Jets also going 5-11. And, and then the two worst teams in the AFC, I've got the Raiders and the Browns going 4-12. So, you know, just glancing over where I have things shaping up, there doesn't really seem to be that many surprises, to me at least. Um, you know, aside from the Colts, I can understand why people may be a little, you know, questioning me a little about that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think this is I think this is pretty accurate how it'll shape up in the AFC. I think the Steelers are the best team. I mean, Big Big Ben has looked amazing this preseason. The Patriots are still you know a top team until Belichick and Brady are gone. I think the Chargers are one of the more complete rosters in football, um, and as well with Jacksonville. Jacksonville's probably the most talented team. They just don't have a quarterback. 
And then, you know, the two surprises to me this year out of the AFC will be the Ravens and the Colts. Even though they end up in the wild card, I think that they are going to look the most improved just up and down this season. I mean, yeah, that'll that'll wrap it up for this episode. Uh, you know, I'm glad to get back into the swing of things. We've got the season, what, six days away from us. I know that's surely exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, you know, going you know, 100% on these picks, getting all of them right. We will uh, we will break down the NFC on our next episode. I'm hoping that'll be Sunday or Monday. We'll get that in there. We'll get all the picks set before the season starts. I'm, I'm excited for the year. We're going to have a lot of content here. We're going to, you know, break into some video content as well. Um, you know, a, a bunch of stuff I'm hoping to get done for this season. Um, so I hope you're along for the ride. Buckle up. It's about to get really fast pace in here. We're going to get going on the season. I'm excited for it. Um, as always, you can Find me on Twitter at BlakeAndrewPace. Um, if you want to talk about the show, shoot me an email, BlakeAndrewPace at gmail.com. Love to talk some sports with you guys. Um, that is it for this episode of the Blake Pace Podcast, and we will talk to you soon previewing the NFC and the uh, postseason for this upcoming season.